Hi, welcome to the Bridge Podcasts. We hope you enjoy the following message. For more information on all that's happening at the Bridge Church, please visit www.bridge-church.com. You know, I've been thinking this week about the days that we're living in. And a lot of, a lot of times I heard, you know, um, people say this in the past, that this life isn't a dress rehearsal. This is, this, it's, it's a one-time thing. We live in a reality that's unfolding every day. And I was reading the word this week. I came across Hebrews 10, 22. I want to read it to you. It says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and a living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, and this was the verse that, was, that really stood out, let us draw near with a true heart. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. And, and I was thinking about that word true, and true is true. It's reality. It's not a simulation. Amen. This isn't a practice run for eternity. This is the real deal right here and now. And we have to understand that God is attracted to us when we praise him, when our hearts are true towards him, when our hearts, when we truly worship him, he's attracted to us. Amen. The other thing he's attracted to, and I believe this is where we're going as a church, is is he's attracted to our weakness. Because when we can come in here and say, "I, I, I admit, I am struggling. This is tough. This is hard. Our weakness will make room for his power. So we, we come in and, and our hearts, we just got to be open-hearted. We bring it all on a Sunday. We, you can do it any time, but on a Sunday, bring it all into the church. Bring it all to the altar and say, Father God, in my weakness, I'll see your strength. Amen. And so this is what I believe we're, we're walking into is this, the, the reality, you, you heard the saying, reality bites. Well, it seems to be biting harder and harder and harder, but we've got a God who is above, above and beyond everything that is coming against us right now. Amen. And, and this, this morning, this moment, every moment is, is crucial for the church. But I'm so thankful that, you, that you're here. I'm thankful that people who are shielding and isolating are watching um, we need to stay together. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, fellowship is hard to have right now. But as I said earlier on, fellowship with the Lord's never difficult. As we can have it. It doesn't matter what comes against it, we can have it. And just as we go on into the message, I just want to and I introduce Pastor Robbie um, this morning, who we're so thankful to have with us. I just want to talk a little bit about that um, being there for each other. Because I remember way back in 2001 or two, we knew Pastor Robbie and Donna. I think we had just not long met them. And uh, their family were still young. And we made a trip down to Wales one weekend. We drove down to Wales. And um, I, I personally was at a very, very low point in my life. And uh, that trip, that weekend in Wales was amazing for us. 
you never underestimate the power of the friends that God has given you in your life or the people that God has put in your life. And ever since that time, even until now, um, I've had many, uh, <laughs> I've had many conversations with Pastor Ro Robbie that have, um, I, I guess, encouraged me and chastened me a wee bit, and 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 kept me and caused me to think. And I want to read this verse this morning before I ask Pastor Robbie to come up. I want to read this verse, and I want to emphasise how important it is that we know we need God. We need God. We need Jesus but we need the people that he's given to us too. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 32, it says, think back on those early days when you first learned about Christ. Remember how you remained faithful even though it meant terrible suffering. If any of this rings true this morning, just put your hand up. Sometimes you were exposed to public ridicule and you were beaten and sometimes you helped others who were suffering the same things. You suffered along with those who were thrown into jail, and when all you owned was taken from you, you accepted it with joy. You knew there were better things waiting for you that will last forever. Amen? So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need right now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive, then you will receive all that he's promised. For in just a little while, hallelujah, the coming one will come and not delay. And my righteous ones will live by faith. But I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. But we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction, we are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. Hallelujah. And, and, and so I'm so thankful to Pastor Robbie and Donna and uh, their family. Um, I think they were, like, like this verse says, when we were exposed to things that were hard, we received encouragement. And that was a blessing. Amen. That was such a blessing. And we're thankful we serve a giving God. He's, he's, you know, in all of our time as Christians, um, Linda and I, we've continued just to, I'm blending a, an offering message in here. <laughs> We're, I'm blending, I'm, I'm blending two messages. But we continued just to sow. And we didn't only sow financially, we sowed in many ways, just the same way as the people we have in our lives. You've all sowed in our lives. You've, everyone in this place this morning has sowed into our lives, but we discovered that as long as we keep focused and fixed on the God who never stops giving, he is generous beyond compare. As long as we keep our focus on him, we will get through. And just like this says, we will, he'll, he'll, he'll help us. He'll give us the strength to stay faithful. And so this morning, I want to encourage you, don't run out of perseverance. Never stop giving, never stop sowing, never stop giving someone an encouraging word, never stop listening to the Holy Spirit because he'll lead in and direct you and guide you in the path that you have to take, amen? So this morning before I hand over to Pastor Robbie, just a quick announcement at the end because of our new way of doing things. If you want to offer at the end, we have a basket here and we have one at the back of the church and there's a couple of envelopes on your um, chair and all you need to do is put your offering in the basket as you leave.
And um, after the service today, and we always do this because we've never not done it, but we'll take up a love offering for Pastor Robbie. And if you feel led there, you're under no compulsion, put something in the love offering for Pastor Robbie in the envelope, just write on their love offering and just drop it in the basket as well. Amen. Well, um, let us give a very warm bridge welcome to Pastor Robbie Howells. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Robbie. Oh, can I take this off now? <laughs> oh, yes. I'm free. I'm free. Glory. Um, goodness. Um, it's so good to be here. Thank you for your wonderful, kind words, David. Um, Pastor David and Linda, a blessing. Um, Pastor Bernie and Nan have been a blessing to us um, for many, many years. We've been in relationship and just so excited um, just to be in fellowship with you guys and be in relationship. And, and you've encouraged us over the years too. And I want to say that, you know, just to, just to see you guys standing um, in situations that arise in church life. And gosh, you know, it's great to, it's great to be here. I, ca I can't see you smiling. Somebody smile. Just, just put it down and smile at me and pull it back up. There, there you are. Okay, okay. Yeah. Just want to make sure you're smiling. Um, I think is you, can't, you can't tell if people are, um, you know, receiving your preaching or not because you can't see their faces just because I'm looking at your eyes closely. Well, um, it's good to be. For those of you who don't know me, um, Pastor Bernie um, and Pastor Nam were very instrumental in us planting our church um, nearly 20 years ago. Um, we were at, I went to Bible school um, for a year, and while I finished Bible school, didn't know what to do. Um, I had a conversation in Newport at the Celtic Manor. Um, I'll never forget in the foyer of the Celtic Manor, and Pastor Bernie was saying, what's God called you to do? And I began to share my vision of building and planting churches, but I was so, I disqualified myself because I thought, I haven't got the qualifications to be a, a minister, so a pastor. And, and you know, um, I said, well, I waited for somebody else to come along and take on this vision. And the words he spoke to me was, do you think God's calling you? And it was at that moment the Holy Spirit just birthed something in my heart and said, yes, it's you. It was like this big pointing finger came and said, you need to do this. And that was 19, nearly tw coming up to 20 years ago. And um, we've got a, a, a blessed, we've been blessed with a, a great church in Newport. Um, we've also got a church in the Rhonda Valleys. Uh, we're planting one um, later on this year in the fall in Canada. And so God is doing uh, amazing work. And so I, I just... Um, um, want to bring a word to you. Um, before I do, I want to just share some scriptures. Um, it's, you said what you said about being together, because the word I want to give you today is, if we become one. If we become one. And I want to, before I go into that, I just want to, you know, it's been a crazy, has it been a crazy season? A crazy few months, you think, my goodness, who would have thought this time last year, you just come back off holiday and you're all planning your next holiday and planning the next year and everything else. And then all of a sudden, it's like, the, I think the American term is a curveball gets thrown in and you're thinking, where did that come from? And we're entering into a pandemic and we're locked down and everything else. But I want to tell you, this was no surprise to our God. You know, the angels didn't run into the Lord's office and say, Lord, Lord, there's a pandemic that's broken out. What do we do? He knew this was coming. And, you know, and he said, in this world, you'll have troubles. You'll have situations that you'll face that you didn't know they were coming. But he said, be of good courage. I have overcome the world. 
Hallelujah. I just want to pray uh, and just uh, commit this to the Lord. Pastor's given me till three o'clock to preach, so that's great. No, no. <laughs> so, no, some of you are like just ready to walk out. Just want to welcome those of you watching via live stream. And if I speak too fast, just say slow down because I've got a short time to fit in five hours of preaching. So um, no, it's going to be good. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the Bridge Church. We thank you for Pastor Nan and Pastor Bernie, Pastor David and Linda and the team. We pray a blessing upon this church, Lord. We thank you their best and blessed days yet. Yes, they are ahead of them, and what you have planned is so great. Father, in this time I have right now, I pray that, Lord, let the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart be acceptable unto you. Let them not hear my voice, but let them hear your voice. Your word, let it go forth, Lord, and accomplish that which is set out to do. Challenge, transform, change, and mold us into the people you've called us to be for this great outpouring and this great revival that we're going to see in these last days. In Jesus' name, and everyone said... Amen. Okay, you ready for the word? Okay, um, Matthew 24. I want to read Matthew 24 because I just need to, you need to understand that what's been taking place over the last nine months is in Scripture, okay? You know, it was a surprise to God uh, and that when we're in Him, you know, it says all things are possible to Him that believes. If we trust Him, we stand on His word, we believe in Him, things are going to be okay. I, I usually say that the prophet Bob Marley said, everything is going to be all right, okay? He says, don't worry about a thing because everything's going to be all right. Turn to somebody across and say, everything's going to be okay. In Matthew 24, verse 3, it says, Later when they arrived at the Mount of Olives, his disciples came privately to where he was sitting and said, Tell us when we will these things happen? And what supernatural signs should we expect to signal your coming and your completion of the age? How you know he's talking about the last days? Um, read it from the Passion Translation. It says, Jesus answered, At that time, deception will run rampant. So beware that you are not fooled. For many will appear on the scene claiming my authority or saying about themselves, I am God's anointed. And they will lead many astray. You will hear of wars nearby and revolutions on every side. With more rumors of wars to come. Listen to this. It says, Don't panic or give in to your fears. It says, don't panic or give into your fears, for the breaking apart of the will system is destined to happen, but it won't yet be the end. It will be an unfolding. Verse 7 says, nations will go to war against nations, uh, each other, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be terrible earthquakes, seismic events of epic proportions, horrible epidemics. And famines in place after place. I mean, you know we're talking about where we're at right now. This is how the first contractions, the birth pains of the new age will begin. You can expect to be persecuted, even killed, for you will be hated by the nations because of your love for me. Verse 10, then many will stop. Listen to this. Many will stop following me and fall away. And they will betray one another and hate one another. And many lying prophets will arise, deceiving multitudes and leading them away from the path of truth. There will be such an increase of sin and lawlessness that those whose hearts once burned with passion for God and others will grow cold. Listen, but keep your hope to the end. Keep your hope to the end and you will experience life and deliverance. Even in a pandemic, even in a lockdown, I want to tell you it says, but keep your hope to the end and you will experience life and deliverance. Oh, I want to tell you, we are in the most exciting times as the church. 
You know, we need to, so someone said, we need to switch off the devil vision and begin to get in the word and begin to hear and see what the Lord is saying. Faith comes by hearing and hearing God's word. And what the enemy has done in this season is tried to put fear on the body of Christ, put fear in the churches, in the hearts of people to stop them from believing and seeing what God has for us. Revelation 4 verse 1, Jesus said, come up higher. So you can see, folks, we need to come up higher. We need to raise ourselves over the situations that take in place and begin to see what God wants to do. I declare Scotland will be saved. Yeah. Amen. I had three amens. And some of you are just looking at me as if I'm crazy. I said, Scotland will be saved. Your street will be saved. Your relatives will be saved. You know, we can't be thinking, oh, Jesus, take me home right now. I can't take any more. I know some of you had those thoughts. But I want to tell you, he ain't coming back till everybody has heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Matthew 24 verse 14 says, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. <laughs> and then the end will come. How many of you know that there's people in your street that have never heard the gospel before? There's people in this city and in these towns and cities and in Scotland that haven't heard the gospel yet. The end is not coming. There might be birth pangs, but what did he say? He says, keep your hope to the end and you will experience. What is he saying? You can experience life in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of what's going on right now. Jesus said in John 10, 10, what did he say? I have come that you might have death. No, he didn't. He said, I come that you might have life. And life more abundantly. Don't panic or give in to fears. Keep your hope to the end. And we've got to preach the life-changing power of the gospel. This should be a wake-up call for us as the church. To go and tell people that Jesus lives. There is hope in him. There is healing in him. There is salvation in him. Amen. Mark 16, 15. Preach openly the wonderful news of the gospel to the entire human race. And this is our call, not to panic, not to give in to fear, but to rise up and begin to uh, um, establish the great commission, and that is to go. You know, if we become one in our purpose to preach the gospel, make disciples, heal the sick, how many of you know Scotland will see a revival? And I want to tell you, not to, you know, it's not going to take multitudes of us to come together. It only takes a few to unify to come together and say, yes, you know what? We're going to stand up. We're going we're gonna to preach the gospel. We want to see lives change. It's time for us to focus. You know, we've seen over the last few months how the enemy has executed his schemes to divide people. Let me just say this for the record. This pandemic is not from God. It is not orchestrated by God. It's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's not orchestrated, but God will use all things <laughs> to work together for our good. And we've seen how he's just tried to divide. He's executed his schemes to divide people, to divide Christians, to divide governments, to divide nations, and to divide the church. And I want to declare today it's time for us as the church to become one. Can I get an Amen. Now, amen means I agree. If you agree, say amen. 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 It's okay to shout at me. It helps me preach. Praise God. 
Matthew 12, 22 to 29. And New King James says, Now Jesus supernaturally perceived their thoughts and motives. So he confronted them by telling them this parable. This is the Pharisees. And he had healed on the Sabbath. They said, how could you, how could you be healing? You know, on the Sabbath, and you know, you're doing whose name are you doing this in? Are you doing this? You're not doing it in, in, in any other name. This is the devil's name you're doing it in. And he said, Any kingdom that fights against itself will end up in ruins, but any family or community splintered by strife will fall apart. I want to tell you, it's a time for the church to come together. It's a time for families to come together. It's a time for the community to come together. And you know, our, our compass is the Word of God. And we've got to know what the Word says in these last days. You know, it's time for us to step up in our faith and, and to say, okay, I believe the Word of God. I'm going to stand on the Word of God in this season. Are you still out there? Yeah. Oh, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm not sure if I'm going to be invited back, but I'm just going to go for it anyway. <laughs> now, John... 17, verse 20 to 23, and I'm reading from the New King James. It says, I do not pray, Jesus is speaking, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one. Everybody say one. one. As you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one. Everybody say one. one. In us, that the word world may believe that you have sent me and the glory which you have gave me, I have given them. That they may be one. Everybody say one. <laughs> Just as we are one. Everybody say one. one. I in them and you in me that they may be made perfect in what? <laughs> and that the world may know that you have sent me. And that I've loved them as you have loved me. Man. If the enemy can divide the church... The church loses its power. And this is a season for us to become one in order to see the power flow out of the church. For people to turn their heads from the fear that's being spewed out on the, on the TV and everything else. And to see that we serve a faithful God who saves and who heals. Man. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 10 says, Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you will speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you, but that you may be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it has been declared to be me concerning you, my brethren, by those of Chloe's household, that there may be contentions among you. I want to tell you, there must not be contentions in the body of Christ. You've got to realize where it's all coming from. <laughs> It's coming from Satan, the father of lies, who's trying to divide the church, divide people. Oh, man. I wrote some notes this morning, which I want to I say. It's not a time for us to shrink back. And in, in Hebrews 10 verse 39, and I'm going to go off my notes a little. It said, but we, not, we are not of those who, um, who shrink back. To perdition, which means dis to be destroyed. But those who believe to the saving of our soul. The, the, um, another version says, but we aren't the sort of people who timidly draw back and end up being destroyed. We're the sort of people who have faith so that our beings are preserved. Amen. I want to tell you, it's not a time for us to draw back. 
We see things that happen around. I was reading today about a guy called Ian Stewart, who's an atheist. And this guy is trying to cause some major problems in the church. He wants to basically, in Parliament, in the Scottish Parliament, take the church to court for anything we preach that is, is well, deemed hatred. And I want to tell, I, I, he said he's going to go online, he's going to watch, the, I hope he's watching the service today. He's going to go online, he's going to watch the services. Because I want to tell you, Ian Stewart, that God is a God of love. You know, hatred, listen, hatred, hate bill, God should not even be involved in a hate bill. His name shouldn't be mentioned. The Bible should not even be mentioned in a hate bill. Why? Because God is love. <laughs> I said God is love. When John 4 says God is love. God is love. And so I pray right now. And this is, the Bible says to bless those that curse you. Do good to those that despitefully use you. We've got to pray for Ian Stewart. We've got to pray that he gets saved. And I pray he's watching right now that Ian, God has a plan for your life. He has a purpose for you. And you're not fighting against the church. You're fighting against him, his organization. And I want to tell you, mate, oh, he loves you with a passion. And this book is a book of love. And that's what we're declaring in the church. And I pray you continue to watch the services and listen to the word of God. <laughs> because faith comes by hearing. Amen. And we're going to see him saved in Jesus' name. Can I get an amen? Romans 8.31 says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Who can be against us? And I want to tell you, church, oh, can I, better, can I just go off track a bit? These, this is our guideline. Mm. These, our, our, this is our guideline, the word of God. Now the Bible talks about for us to honor and respect the government. And I do honor and respect the government. He even says to pray for those in authority. We pray for Nicola Sturgeon. You might not like her, but the Bible says you need to pray for her. We pray for the cabinet. We pray for Boris Johnson. We pray for all of those in authority. Because they need the wisdom of God. Now, the guidelines that are coming out at the moment are, are, are very much what the government are saying. And we're sticking to it. We've got the, the two meters and everything else. There's one that's just come in now that you have six people in your home. And if, listen to this, if you see one of your neighbors with more than six people, you've got to pick up the phone and call the police. And we're like, yeah, now, 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 let's listen to the guideline, these guidelines. Matthew 22, 36 says, love thy neighbor. It didn't say grass up your neighbor. <laughs> it said, love thy neighbor. Are you, are you getting this? My wife's preaching on this this morning, back, back at the, and she's a bit more radical than me. I'm just toning it down here. You know, and, and uh, you know, it's a controversy about the singing in the church and we're singing and, and it's actually not legislation. In Wales anyway, I'm not sure if it's law here not to sing. And, um, but the Bible says, sing unto the Lord a new song. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his course with praise. I will bless the Lord with all my soul and all my heart. And so, folks, we've got to get to the point where we've got to, you know, and people, somebody said, wrote this on social media. They said, what would Jesus do? They said, well, Jesus would be wearing a mask. 
Jesus would be abiding to all the rules and regulations and everything else. Jesus broke the rules. Jesus went to the cross. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to listen. Hear me now. Don't say that preacher from Wales came and said we got to break the rules of the government. No, I'm not saying that. Okay? I'm not saying that, okay? I'm saying whose authority are you listening to? Whose authority is your final authority? Because people today are getting stoned, beaten, and killed for standing on the word of God. And we might be lose, get fined. <laughs> oh, I don't want to be controversial here today. But you know, I, I'm thinking, guys, this is the time for the church to stand up. It's time for the church to rise up. Now, praise God, we're doing everything we can. You guys have got everything in place. But when things begin to go against the authority of the Word of God, we've got a question, are we going to stand or are we going to compromise? Oh, it's very quiet in here this morning. Are you still there? Man, and we're going to pray for our government. We're going to pray for our leaders. But church, the people, people, people are looking for hope. And if we're running to the trenches and just hiding in the trenches and not speaking out about the, the love of God, the power of God, that God has not given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. That we can overcome any sickness and disease that comes to your house. Jesus died on the cross for it. Man, I, I, I'm gonna, can I just continue? I've got to get back to my notes because I'm going off my notes here. But church, I, I want to tell you, if we become one in voice, if we become one in purpose, the gospel will be preached, lives will be changed. There are people right now going to a lost eternity. There are people dying every day. And if we don't get out of the trenches and say, we're going to push back the enemy... We're going to stand up and begin to speak out about his love, about his power, that he is a healing God. Even in the midst of this situation that we're facing, there is hope. There is hope. I'll tell you, divided church will not see revival. Mm. Praise the Lord. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm. I just want to quickly talk about the damage of discord. I'll be very brief. Because I've seen it over these last few months in the church, more so. And it's damaging. And, and, and we've got to be unified. <laughs> we've got to be in one voice. That word discord means the lack of con con concord or harmony between persons. Disagreement, difference of opinion, strife, dispute, war. This is what's happening in the world. And it can't be happening in the church. Because we're supposed to be the light of the world. We're supposed to be bringing hope. And how can we bring hope when we're in disagreement? Discord is like a disease that lies undetected. It causes division internally before it manifests itself on the outside. And this is where, as the body of Christ, we've got to begin to check ourselves. And really check ourselves if we are, you know, the commandments that the Lord said, loving the Lord with all our heart and all our soul. And he said, the second commandment is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Are we really loving our neighbor? Are we caring about them? Are we grassing them up? <laughs> Are we spying on them? Are we ruled by fear? You haven't got your mask on. Put your mask on or you're going to cause a... Or are we talking about the healing power of God? 
and the love of God. Oh, come on. You know, you've got to understand where discord comes from. It comes from Satan. And Ezekiel, and I want Don to read the scriptures 28 and Isaiah 14, we see how Satan caused discord in heaven. And he wants to do the same on earth. He caused the discord in heaven and a third of the angels left with him. And he's trying to do the same thing on the earth. He wants everyone to worship him. <laughs> he wants to elevate himself above God. He wants to be, everybody to be running in fear and he doesn't want the church to have power. He knows that the church has got power. And he knows when we come in agreement, one could put a thousand to flight, two could put ten thousand to flight. Man, if we begin to unify and stand up and begin to pray and come in agreement, things can change. Things can change. Do you know, so discord begins when we see ourselves higher than others. And that's what the enemy did. He saw himself higher than others. Romans 12.3 says, For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. God spoke to me a few years ago and said, Robbie, humble or you'll stumble. He said, you need to humble yourself or you will stumble. I want to tell you, man, I can understand what Moses said was, I'm the humblest man on the earth. I think he was trying to convince himself that's what he wanted to be. I say it to him, I'm the humblest man in Wales. <laughs> because that's what I want to be. Because humility is the key to greatness. And he says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will exalt you in due season. I'm not here to be elevated. I'm not here to, it's not the Robbie Howell show. I'm here to get the word out, to encourage you, to see you go and do greater things than I'll ever do, to see you accomplish those things. And I want to tell you, whether you're eight years of age in the crash or whatever you are at home right now or 80 years of age here today, God has a plan and he hasn't finished with you yet. This is not the end. This is just the beginning. And if you've got breath in your body and you, got, you can walk a little, <laughs> you might not be really fast, you can't sprint as you used to, you can open your mouth and say, Jesus loves you, I want to tell you. He can use you. How many of you want to be used by God? Some of you are not sure, but that's okay. You know, discord begins, and I don't know why God has led me down this road, when we start to gossip. Did God say? That's what the enemy said to Eve. Did God say? He divided from the... That's how sin came into the world because the enemy caused division. He sowed a seed of discord in the heart of Eve. And then Adam went with the flow and all of a sudden we are where we are. But praise God that God had a plan and his name was Jesus. Amen. Gossip is idle talk or rumor, especially about the personal or private affairs of others. Are we building each other up in these last days or are we pulling each other down? It's very quiet in here today. Mm. Are we building each other up? Are we building up our pastors and our leaders? Are we building up the church? Are we rowing about each other? Well, we should be wearing a mask. We shouldn't be wearing a mask. We should be at home. We shouldn't be at home. We should be here. We should be there. There's so much banter going back and forth. Can we just come in an agreement and pray for revival? 
Whether you've got a mask on, a mask off, or whatever else, let's just pray for the, we want to see God move in these last days. Let's put aside this bickering and this, this fault finding and say, come on, we want to see a move of God in Kilwinning. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. We want to see this place full. Yeah. We want to see people, tune, more people tuning in. Yes. People getting saved in their home, having an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Well, that starts with us coming together. <laughs> oh, glory to God. 1 Corinthians 12. Oh, I don't know where I am. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 24. I am not of, I'm afraid that when I came, um, I may not find you as I want you to be. And you may not find me as you want me to be. I fear that there may be discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, slander, gossips, arrogance, and disorder among you. I'm praying that that's not the, you know, if Jesus was to come back now and put a big, huge th thermometer in the mouth of the church, what would it read? Would it read lukewarm, jealous, gossipers, Fault finders, let me tell you, Ephesians tells me that's not the church he's coming back for. He says he's coming back for a church without spot and blemish at the moment. Scotland, England, Wales, Europe, the church is looking like Dalmatians. <laughs> Pretty spotted. How do, we, how do we get clean? It's the washing of the water of the word. That's why, folks, the word has to be your final authority. I listen to the news to see what they're saying in the guidelines. And when they stand up and say, this week the numbers are and everything else. But I'm not moved by it. I'm moved by the word of God. It's God's word I'm standing on when crisis comes. It's God's word I'm standing on when, when, when things look out of sorts. It says, the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. As you can see, I'm very passionate about this this morning. You may not invite me back after this, but praise God. Come on. James 4 verse 11. Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are keeping it, but you're not keeping it, but you are sitting in judgment on it. I want to tell you, this is all scripture. I'm, I'm coming today to say, if we become one, if you become one behind the vision of this house, if you get to the prayer meetings and begin to pray as one, what can you see shift? If we begin to align ourselves together to see a movement, and we've seen it happen in the negative how did you think the war started? The First World War and the Second World War. And some of you, your, 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 your parents or your grandparents were in those wars because one man caused discord. One man convinced everybody to be one in the negative. And millions of Jews were killed because of one man standing up with a crazy theology that caused, many, caused world wars. But praise God for those who stood up and fought. I walked past, I was walking down from the cabin and I walked down and there's a memorial area and I was looking at all the people who had passed away. The sergeant and private, second lieutenant. I said, thank you so much for what you did. Can we give it up for those people who are known? Come on now. Thank you for giving your life so the gospel could be preached. Ephesians 4.29, do not let an wholesome talk come out of your mouth, 
but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Now, I'm not going to have a put your hands up business now. How many of you, and I don't want you to put your hands up, because of this pandemic, have had a little bit of unwholesome talk come out. Mm. That really wasn't positive. Really negative. Even the person who walked into the shop, you know, with no mask on, he's like, oh, God. We stopped going, up to, we stopped going to, up to people to pray for them because they haven't got a mask on. Can you put your mask on, then I'll pray for you. What unwholesome talk has come out of our mess in this season? I'll leave that with you. Is this okay with you today? I'm, I'm coming to a close. I got another, I mean, he gave me two hours. Come on now. <laughs> Proverbs 16 verse 28, a perverse person stirs up conflict and a gossip separates close friends. I'm saying all this because this is a season for us to become one. This is a season for us to become unified if we really want to see God move. Because we're saying, Lord, Lord, move, move. We are his hands and we are his feet. He has given you and I all power and all authority. So Lord, come and do this. No, you just speak it. (laughs) I've given you the authority. God cannot do anything on this earth without you. He's He's given you the authority to speak to this area. Man, I walked up the... The hill, I got a few looks from a few sheep. I really thought they were going to attack me. I really did. I don't know what sheep, I saw those videos, saw those YouTube videos and the guy's walking and it's, I think it was a ram just attacked him and knocked him off. I was like this. I was speaking in tongues, I was walking and they stopped, they, eating their, they were eating their, their grass and they go. I said, haven't you seen a black sheep before? Come on now. And, and, and and I walked up the top, and I walked the top, and man, I got my phone out, and I could see the island of Aaron. <laughs> Aaron. That's that good? That's all right, one. Aaron. Aaron. And I panned around, and I could see right across the valley. And I thought, man, this area's going to be saved. Scotland shall be saved. Oh. God said, we say, Lord, send revival. God says, get hungry. He says, get unified. Become one and see what you can do. We go back into the Old Testament. We look at the the Tower of Babel. They got to a place in the Tower of Babel or Babel where they thought, nothing's nothing's impossible for us. Well, God said, nothing's impossible for them. I need to to spread their voices (laughs) and make them speak different language because they were trying to build a tower up to heaven. And they were doing a pretty good job of it too. The biggest skyscraper ever built, they were building. That was way, way, way back then. They were unified. They were as one. Man. And now, dear brothers, I'd like to give you a final word of caution. Watch out for those who cause divisions and offenses among you when they antagonize you by speaking of things that are contrary to the teachings that you have received. Don't be caught in their snare. I'm coming to you this morning to encourage you and also to hopefully give us a, a, a Holy Ghost push back into the right position. Because life and death are in the power of our tongue. And if you want to see this whole region saved, your families, how many of you got family members that don't know Jesus? Come on, you know family and friends. I think each one of us has. Do you know you're the answer for them? <laughs> 
When they're panicking and you're not, when there's peace in your heart and there's not in this, when there's joy in your heart and not in this, you're thinking, well, what is, why are you so calm? Because of what I'm standing on. I'm standing on the Word of God. Because Jesus said, in this world you have trouble. You go through them situations. But he said, be of good courage. I have overcome the world. Romans 6 verse 5 to 7 says, If we have become one with Christ in his death, we will be one with him in being raised from the dead to new life. We know that our old life, our old sinful nature, has nailed to the cross with Christ. And so the power of sin that held us was destroyed. Sin is no longer our boss. <laughs> when a man is dead, he is set free from the power of sin. You know, our old nature and our old life, and through this pandemic, we've, it may have been you've tried to go back into default of worry and stress and anxiety. But faith comes by hearing. And Jesus said, it was to Peter. He knew he was going to deny him. And he said, I pray that your faith would not fail. I pray that your faith, he knew he, knew he was going to be facing his own pandemic. He was, knew he was going to be facing his own crisis. But he said, I pray that your faith would not fail. My, my message to you today, and I'm going to, I think I'm going to wrap up there. So, my, my, my prayer today is that in this season, which we read about in Matthew, which the word talks about that was coming, that we are not moved. That we don't shrink back. That we don't step out and think, oh my goodness, we move back into that place of fear and doubt and anxiety, but we move forward into a place of faith. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our website, www.bridge-church.com and connect with us via Facebook and Twitter.